0: Blog Talk Radio <laughs>
1: The Madden Voice, Three, two,
2: one, now.
1: Can you, Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
2: Can you dig it? I am back. We are back. Commissioner T, the Madden Voice, the fellas. Hey, your boy was down for the count a week ago. COVID came and smacked me right in my ass and uh if you haven't had covid you don't want it <laughs> i can assure you and if you have had it then you know exactly
1: what the fuck i'm
2: talking about so um i'm not out of the woods but i'm much better and uh i'm going to try to bring the energy cuz it's been two weeks and lots a lot to talk about in nfl and most importantly This week is Bears-Cowboys week. This was the week that the fellas were supposed to get together and meet up, but um, that is not happening, unfortunately, at least not this weekend. But I know Dr. Train will be giving us some details shortly. He's heading out to AT&T Stadium to watch his Bears play the Cowboys. I'm a little mad right now. I'm a little upset. Brother's a little pissed off because I had just chalked this up as a win. It was just in the win column. just The Lions, whatever. The Bears, whatever. I don't know who the fuck that was last night. I don't know who that team was.
3: But that <laughs> team
2: got me worried. That other Bears team, I wasn't worried about them. But them motherfuckers that played last night about 90 miles from where I live? Shit. We're going to talk about them. And a bunch of things. We're gonna we're gonna I didn't really plan an agenda tonight because I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I'm just be honest with you. But we're gonna go around the NFL. There's so much going on and we're gonna try to touch on as much as we can before we do the pick six and get on out of here. But as you know, I don't do this alone. The fellas are all here. K star J B and the aforementioned Doctor Train. Gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice.
4: What up? Good to be back. Glad you're feeling better get it on.
3: First, happy to like be six. here.
4: Very,
0: very happy that, you know, T is feeling better. T, I want to be the first to ask you, how are you doing?
4: How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. we doing good? Yeah, I'm the asshole <laughs> right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man.
5: Well,
3: uh,
2: it's another great like freaking week, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I um we're going to talk about we we got a lot to talk about, but I'll just say I'm not happy. I'm not happy that that team that I saw last night is coming to Dallas. That team I saw last night could win. I don't expect them to, but I don't have the confidence level I had 48 hours ago. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I had yeah, this shit chalked up. Uh yeah, there's coming a to time. Whatever, you know. Watched the little thing with what's his name? Montgomery and the little boy. Oh, that's cute. That's very nice. Okay. He's a nice running back. That's great. He's gonna get his ass kicked on Sunday anyway. But Clay out there doing great things, that was great. And then I watched this motherfucking game last night. And it was like it was like someone just flipped the switch and these motherfuckers. They playing defense, getting interceptions, you know, scoring points, running the ball. I said, who the fuck is that Chicago team? The fuck?
0: <laughs> baffling, baffling Bill Belichick.
2: Yeah, but Bill Belichick don't have the talent on his
0: team that uh, he has had. I know, but it was still shocking to see it, you know, because you didn't expect the Bears to go in there and play how they did.
2: Well, the Bears haven't played that way. That's not been a team no. that we've seen play that way this year, really, really. I mean, that hands down is the best game they played all season, not even close. And so, that is a team that could give Dallas all they could handle next Sunday. To be totally just, to be honest, they can give Dallas a lot. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that. I know you know I started off. You know, um, Stephen Covey wrote the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People one of his tips was to start with the end in mind, right? So I'm pretty sure around the end of the show we're gonna spend some time on the Cowboys um hosting the Bears because Dr. Train's team's going to the game, me and JB's team, K Star is where he belongs on the outside looking in.
3: Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it.
2: We'll talk about it. Oh, so man uh, so let me start with the par rankings because this was actually one of our more consistent par ranking weeks. And when I looked at the par rankings and then I looked around at what other groups were doing, we were in the same discussion as pretty much everybody. Um, we do not have the Bengals anywhere. And the Bengals have actually merged, which is amazing to me. But um, they have emerged as, in some rankings, a top five team. Um we don't. Uh, Train had the Giants at number five. He was the only one, um, and the Giants have certainly also emerged as a as a top five team. And um, I think it's just it's just hard to imagine that that team with Daniel. I'm um, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, Daniel Jones. I think of Daniel Mac. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is six and one. But those some bitches are six and one. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, but they are. Uh, Train was the only one to give them love. I did not. Jay did not. K-Star did not. We all went with the Vikings. Um, but the Giants, I mean, you can't deny their record. But generally speaking, most of the par rankings either had the Eagles or the Bills as the top team in the NFL, and ours reflected the same. Two of us had the Eagles. Coincidentally, well, me and my brother had the Eagles, Maybe because we lost a week ago, we still feel that 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 pain. And train and K Star had the bills. as number one, and you could make an argument in either case. I, I obvious for obvious reasons, when Close. a team is undefeated, yeah. kind of hard to you know yeah. put another team ahead of them. But you can I, make a I case. I find it I find it hilarious that <laughs> the two guys that would hate the
5: Eagles the most I have every reason to hate the Eagles the most. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Have them as number oh, one <laughs> regular side. You know they they, are, they did. They did beat you. I got it. I just it's just funny I mean, thinking about you know the fact
5: that they are they're they're you know a rival in your division.
2: is And they're undefeated. I mean, trust me. I get I get no pleasure in putting the Eagles number one. I get no I, I pleasure saying anything good about the Eagles. But they beat us, and they're they're undefeated, only undefeated team in the league, I mean. Now, seven weeks in, that's got to mean something. So um, here are the EMV power rankings. Number five, the Minnesota Vikings. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys. Got to love it. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs, who did lose to the Bills at home. Uh, number two, the Buffalo Bills. And number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. So those are the T M V par rankings after seven weeks. Can't really argue it. There's no real debate there. Pretty much pretty much status quo of what you'll see around the around the NFL par rankings. So there you have it. Um what I want to do is kind of roll through the divisions a bit and just kind of talk about some of these teams. There's so much going on. And I'll be honest, I really didn't have the energy today to kind of sit down and write out what we were going to talk about and figure out what was the highlights. And So we're just going to wing this thing, and we've done that before. Hundred dollars works our um, So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to start over in the AFC. We'll look at the AFC East leading Buffalo Bills that we just talked about the surprising New York Jets, number two, Miami Dolphins with the returning Tua Tungvaloa, number three, and the Patriots, who got beat badly last night, number four. Any thoughts, anything to say relevant about any of these four teams,
4: anything anybody would like to mention? them damn Jets. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Five and two after seven weeks? And then they've got you know what? Let me say this real quick while while it's on my mind. I know it's probably been already bandied about, but the fact that they lost their star running back, Brees Hall, and then quickly replaced him with James Robinson, who was, I think, a runner-up for rookie of the year or something like that in Jacksonville. That showed me this is not the Jets of old. These guys are for real. And and they've got the makings to possibly start doing some things. So as a football fan, I tip my cap to them because they didn't sit around and just, oh, what was us? What were we going to do to replace the running back that's been producing so well? They went out and find found a running back that is only like 24 years old, I think, doesn't have a whole lot of tread on the tire was productive in Jacksonville, which we already know in prior years Jacksonville ain't the place to be productive, and, and picked them up for, I think, what's considered a sixth-round conditional. It could be a fifth-round if he gains another 200-plus yards, something like that. I thought that was a good pickup for them, especially for a team that's 5-2 and two, that's trying to do some things. So as a football fan, I was appreciative of what they've done.
5: I'll just say uh, <clears throat> I know James Robinson. Didn't some necessary provo back or anything like that, but for the situation, they stole him from the Jaguars. <laughs> <Bingo. laughs> the, exactly. the situation, they literally stole them a good running back, and I was just like, "Damn, that's all they had to give up."
2: Hmm. I'm but saying, that, dude, is it just? But it, doesn't that raise the question as to? I heard his playing time in Jacksonville had been decreasing each week. I mean, to me, I, I hear I hear the point, but I want to see what he does. And then I then I'll 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 pat him on the back if he's out there and he's productive. He goes out to New York and he lays an egg, and then it's like, oh, that's why Jacksonville let him go.
4: Jacksonville he very
2: was well up, up.
4: Yeah. What's that? Low risk, high reward.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, low, depends on how you measure risk. You know, if they're trying to make the playoffs and they had a guy that was very productive that's not out for the season, um, you know, you, you're trying to replace mm-hmm. that production. So, let's see what Robinson brings. I'm skeptical, frankly, because I, I mean, we see these things all the time. And how often? I mean, McCaffrey kind of made sense. And we'll get to that, but. There's there's family history there, right? And and Carolina clearly was having a garage sale, although then they go and um <laughs>
4: and 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 beat uh, Manso Tampa Bay. Jeff, I mean Bay. Jacksonville, was, oh, yeah. They were also trying oh, to
5: feature Travis E. T. N. so that that I do know they wanted they really wanted to move in that direction.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we yeah, knew that.
4: that he got hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say it's unfortunate because Brees Hall was balling this year. He's going to watch. Main factor why the Jets are playing as well as they were, the lone explosive play. You're not going to replace Brees Hall's explosion with James Robinson, who's coming off a toward Achilles. You know, it's, it's just probably not going to happen.
2: Well, you know, last week after... Philly beat Dallas. A friend of mine, Jay knows him as well, Rippy, uh, local guy, he's a huge, huge Philly fan. You know, travels all over the country when he can to go to games, and, you know, he's he's a diehard. But he's one of those kind of delusional fans. You know, you, he wins one game and he's ready, you know, uh, we're going to the Super Bowl. He did that last year when they were 1-0. We're 1-0, we're going to the Super Bowl. And he's not joking. And so – you know they were six and zero, and you know he's 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 running his mouth on um, Facebook, and I commented and said, uh, "Congratulations, it was a good win." I don't know of any team that has won a bowl after six weeks, and he responds with all of this. Well, you know. Your team hasn't won a Super Bowl in 26 years, and the last time your team won a Super Bowl, we were watching VCR. And I'm like, what the fuck does any of that have to do with the fact that you're bloviating about your team after six weeks? We still got 11 weeks to go in this season. What fuck is you talking about? Yeah, you got a great win. It was a good win. I'm happy for you. Not really, but, you know, good for you. We got a long season. And my point in bringing this up is, you know, the NFL, as, as we've seen this weekend, was a, was a great illustration of how quickly things can change. Injuries can change a team instantly, instantly. You know, a key injury here and there and a team that's 5-2 and two, or 6-1 or 4-3 could lose 3-4 in a row. And so, you know, there's a long way to go. And before people start putting their teams in the Super Bowls and the playoffs, Let's see how healthy these teams are because we're seeing injuries everywhere. D.K. Metcalf and,
1: oh, you know, man. the list
2: goes – and he's a – you know, D.K. Metcalf is a freaking truck. He's out indefinitely. You know, the the guy from uh, – what's his name? And
4: in, in, in Joku,
2: big-ass, muscular, tight end.
4: Yeah, yeah the tight end. He's and
2: yeah, mm-hmm. he's out two to five weeks. And, you know, I mean – and it's not it's not always as easy. You know, we're talking about the Jets getting Robinson, ain't hey, good for them. We'll see, we'll see. But you know, they, they, these these players ain't just sitting over there, you know, ready to just jump on and have Pro Bowl years. You uh, just got to re- remind people to calm down. Just calm down a little bit. It's not a long way to go. A lot of football left to be played. All right. So here's the East, Buffalo's doing what we expected. Um going be a good it's gonna be a good, be good uh, to play this out sickly. You don't know what any of these scenes are gonna end up. You figure Buffalo's probably gonna be the cream of the crop there, but Jets are surprising people. Two is back in Miami. We'll see what they're able to do. And you can never count out Bill Belichick. He just gotta figure out who his quarterback is. That's all. He's gotta, you know, make a make a decision there, Bill. Come on guy. Make a choice. <laughs> Come on guys. All right, let's go to K Star's division. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got Baltimore four, four and three, Cincinnati four and three. The difference is division games. There, Baltimore's undefeated, two and zero. Cincinnati is zero two in division, but they're both four and three. Then you got Cleveland two and five. I believe Deshaun Watson will be back in about four more weeks. Um, by then, it might yep. be too late. And then you got Pittsburgh, also two and five. Um, Tough law this week for your Steelers, kickstar.
5: Yep. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> One answer. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Are you okay, want me to elaborate? Is uh, that what you want me to do? You want me to talk about the state of the Steelers, or what
4: will tell us about
0: your quarterback. What do I think about Kenny Pickett? Was that the question, JP? Yes, I, I yes. about, yes, about,
2: about him. Yeah, I was about to ask you that.
0: So I think he's done some things well, but he's obviously made some rookie mistakes. Um, had a chance to win that game you know, through that costly interception. Did himself team did him did him no favors when they had a illegal shift on that third and one QB sneak that turned that into a third and six from a first down in the red zone. Can't make those mistakes as a team when you're not a very good team with a rookie player. I think he did some things well. I don't also think there are times where he just made mistakes, and I just need to see more. I, I'm encouraged by what I did see, you know, um, but ultimately, you know, plays are made that lost the game. So you can't be too high, right, after a game like that when there was a chance for a win.
4: But overall, I think he's
0: he's playing well. Um, you know, gets a lot of pressure and throws in the face of pressure. i like to see some more downfield passing. I feel like he's not taking enough shots towards the deep sidelines. A lot of short stuff, but overall – I think he's trending in the right path, you know. But it's going to be an evaluation season. Let's be honest, where the Steelers are. And this is a team that could end up with a top five pick in a very deep QB class. So it's really key to to evaluate the growth of Kenny Pickett. He's an older rookie; he's twenty four. And at this point, you know, it's just it's just evaluation. Let's see how he plays. You know, the Steelers end up with a top five pick. They can trade back and recoup a lot of assets because it's a QB heavy draft class or or if they do not believe he's the guy then they can of course draft one of those guys in this draft class. So uh that's where we're at. We're in the evaluation draft mode season. Unfortunately.
5: Let me ask you with uh, that said with that said and, and T I definitely wanted you and um chime in on this.
0: Oh are you a fan of your team losing games so you can get the high draft pick? No, not intentionally. No, but I don't think they did. They played hard. That's all you can really ask, right? I mean, they had a chance to beat Miami, which I think is pretty solid with Tua. So not like a purposeful, you know, uh, tank. But I, I do know we have a really tough schedule. Like next week, for example, we play Philadelphia, right? So it's not going to get any easier. Let me clarify my question a little
5: differently. Not that you know whether your team is trying to think or not. You, as a fan, do you want your team to lose just to get a high draft pick?
0: Uh, Well, that's a nuanced question because when I think of the season, I think it can make or break the Steelers' future next few years. So do I want them to – I'll put it like this. I would rather they not lose and can he play well. And then lose, and Kenny play well. Like if Kenny's not playing well, yeah, I'd rather see their win loss record reflect that, because if he's not the guy, we've got to get the guy. And this is a QB heavy draft class, so I, I'm on the fence. I don't know. So, I really don't know. Uh, uh. So
2: TJ, I, I, would, you, I, would you?
0: Would you? Would you? I,
2: I have a very easy answer. Hell fucking no. I I don't buy into that. Never had the <laughs> NBA. They
0: trust <took> the <laughs> process with the step and all that bullshit. I know.
2: You go out in the field. You go to win. I don't give a fuck. Yes. I'm not worried about. I the never draft said came, by
0: the way, Just that <laughs> But you no. have been
2: hard. Uh, you know, that should have been a the the, the a no. I don't ever listen. I've gone through. jay has gone through. You know, K Star. You have not gone through this in a long time.
0: Okay. No. Uh, we we
2: have. I'm scared. I'm, and I'm scared
0: that.
2: never been ever where I've sat back and been happy that my team lost because of a
0: draft pick. Never. I'm not a. Could no. Talk
2: about the draft. So yeah, I, not, I I, I want
0: to clarify. I was not happy when we lost the game Sunday night. I was pissed. I wanted us to win the game. There was yeah. not that one moment where I was like, yeah, yeah. that'd be good if we lost.
2: in right. hard. Well, okay, but um, if Kenny plays well, it, man, fuck all that. <laughs> you want to yeah. win or not? I mean, that's the bottom line. Well, as a fan, wanna win or not, as a I'll fan, play. I'm
0: rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, I, wanna well, I, wanna yeah. I want to win. I do want to win. I want Kenny to play well. Him to be, I want him to be the guy.
5: Yes. Well, that's the reason why I phrase it the way I phrase it. Because it, you don't know whether to, what the team is trying to do. You're not on the team, but as fans, right. like this shit about wanting your team to lose just so you can get a high no. draft pick that doesn't guarantee shit. We have the second. We have the third pick overall traded to get the second pick overall, and we still fuck it yeah. up. It doesn't matter to me where you draft other than when you draft, you get a football player. Thanks it's right. just really it just that, that simple. Yeah. It's
4: 100-and-something college teams. <laughs> it's seven rounds of the draft. I'm seven fucking
5: round, Two hundred and fifty-plus picks not including undrafted free agency. There's some guys. There, There's plenty of oh. talent at every oh. level. I just oh, – right. I can't stand yeah. – I don't I, – I, there's no way I want to sit and and watch my team play and be like, man, I hope we don't win this game so so we can no, get higher in the draft. This, this no. shit that I'm hearing no. for, for people, you know, Chicago fans, I'm just like – Y'all fucking idiots, man. If y'all no,
1: really think
2: no. that
5: matters, you are absolute idiots. This, this 20, It's 50-plus guys on that team. How the fuck is this anything they trying to lose? So, like,
0: I think a lot losing job. I, like, I think a lot of those people, all right, so fans, they want something to root for, right? They want something to make them feel better. And so I think a lot of it is coping after a loss where it's like, okay, Bullshit. well, fuck. I wanted to win. Well, I'm just saying the way I think about it because I was reading like hell for the Steelers Sunday night. And then I was like, well, fuck. I mean, maybe it wasn't the worst thing, but it's, you know, because I was trying to find something to make myself feel better about where the Steelers are currently. And so just speaking for myself, I wonder if that's the case for other people. I think it would be fucking terrible to go into a game and root against your team. That's not fandom to me. So.
2: Losing is a reason we're called fans, right? Fanatics. Yeah. Losing is supposed to hurt. Losing is supposed to suck. It's not supposed that's to be not... a silver lining. Unless it's week one, 2021, you play the defending Super Bowl champions in their stadium, and you go down to the last play of the game, and you lose by two points. And even then, I said, that's a great win if Dallas continues to play this way and turns it into a good season. And guess what? They went 12-5, and five, went to the playoffs, lost, but... So that was a win I could live with because of who they were playing, the circumstances. I mean, a loss I could live with, and the fact that they turned it into a streak of wins. But I'm not trying to lose ever. Ever. And give a fuck about the damn draft. Tom Brady was what? Sixth round draft pick. Tony Romo, yep. sixth round. Matt Prescott, yep. fourth round. We got guys coming in, undrafted. Cooper Rush, undrafted, playing. Aaron Rodgers you know, like, built
5: number twenty-four in the first round, past twenty-three other teams.
2: I remember sure watching. Big Ben
5: fell
0: eleven.
2: And, and where did Ben fall to? It was Ben number eleven? Too, I remember watching number
0: eleven.
2: That. Yep, number eleven. Yeah. So I, you know, there's no, there's no, and then we can talk about the Ryan Leafs and the Jamarcus Russells and fuck Baker Mayfield, and, you know, we could talk about the first-round <laughs> yeah. number one pitch that just tanks. So train is a 1,000% on point. There's no guarantees no matter where you pick. And any fan that sits there and watches their team to lose or is happy their team to lose and starts talking about playing for the draft in October, November, <laughs> or even December, I don't give a damn if my team is 0-16 and, and we got one game left. I want to win that last game. Yep. I want to take I... that win and go into offseason and say, well, we won one. Fuck you. We're we are not go... yep.
4: <laughs> Right. So, well, so I want to no, ask what so, you guys
0: thought.
4: Go ahead, JB. I was going to say, um, I remember a point in time when I had waffled between being a Jets fan and a Pats fan and the Giants fans and feel like, no, you're going to be a fan, you're going to be a fan. So I picked the Cowboys, and I've just been with them ever since. I remember the year, it was Tom Williams, last year, there was 3-13. and 13. Jimmy Johnson's first year was 1-15. I didn't give a crap about no draft picks, and I'm only, what, 13, 12, 13 years at the time? I care about no damn draft picks. I want to win, because when you get talking about draft picks and whatnot, none of that matters. If you have the right GM and the right coaching staff, wherever that player gets selected is where they get selected. Like uh, you said, Brady picked one ninety nine, Aaron Rodgers falls to number twenty four. Uh, Russell Wilson third round, seventy fifth pick. ball. You got folks out there, Hall of Famers that weren't first round, second round, third round draft picks. So if you pick the right player and coach him up, don't give a damn about no picks and and, and tanking to get a, a higher draft. You go out there and you play to win. Ain't that what uh, Herm Edwards say? You play to win the game. That's what, that's what we play for. They play to win the game. And as fans, we, play, we watch them play to win the game, not watch them paint.
1: Hello?
4: You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's
2: the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter,
4: then retire. Get out.
2: Thanks. yeah okay yeah, I mean uh, yeah uh, uh, Katrine, uh beautiful question love it well
5: I mean, yep it was one of my thoughts for the night I got a, I got another one I'll, I'll bring it up well, when, that you, when was, uh, the
2: and that goes with our I mean of helping fans be better fans you know we always pride ourselves on trying to help fans that are you know, a little lost out there on how to support their team. And you hit on a let key me, one there. Let you me know, put it, let me, say it.
5: let me let me give one last point to this T. Just imagine this. Imagine me or imagine you, Case, so or imagine you, T, or you, Jay, walking up to Michael Parsons, walking up to Justin Fields, uh walking up to uh uh, uh Kenny Kenny Pickett, like hey, man, you know, I, re- I really love this team, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for y'all, but I want you to lose so, you, you know, you guys can get a top draft pick so y'all can get some more help.
3: <laughs> Protect and your not.
5: face
4: after you say that. <laughs> yeah, no. so, so, so like I told y'all, when 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 Jimmy Johnson's first year, he was 1-15, and the only win was Sunday Night Football, RFK Stadium, against the Ben Redskins, 13-3. to 3. We talking, what? 33 years ago, and I still remember, that's the only win we got that damn year. No, we want to win. The hell with all that other stuff. There's a lot of examples of never giving up.
2: And if you're supporting your team, first of all, the notion of having more than one team, I never understood. I, I will never understand how I can give a second team the same amount of energy and and that, Aaron Andrews. Good Lord almighty. Okay, she's on TV. Um, I will never understand how anyone can give a second team. Actually, I believe you can't. You know what I mean? You know, there's going to be your team. But I've got my AFC team and i got my NFC team. Oh, I've got, you know, even Stephen A. Smith, right? How, how, does, how do they let him get away with, I'm a diehard Steelers fan, but I'm a New Yorker and I always root for New York teams. Well, then you're not a diehard Steeler fan. I mean, period. If you're a diehard fan, then that is your only team. I don't give a damn where you're from. It doesn't matter to me. You know, it shouldn't matter to any true sports fan. You have a team. You live and die with that team. I've never seen the man in studio with a Steelers jersey on, ever. I've watched that show back when Skip was there. I watched the show when Stephen A. was a guest and came in once a week. They brought him in every Wednesday. I didn't know who the hell he was, but I liked him then. I'm like, wow, that dude's pretty cool. Made a point of making sure I watched first take. Or, yeah, it was first take still. Uh, on Wednesday, to see this, this brother, I thought he was pretty good. I've never seen him with a Steelers jersey on, ever. I've seen him more with cowboy jerseys than with Steelers jerseys. But he's a diehard steel defense. No, you're not. You are not. Yes, I said it and I meant it. Anyway. All right. I digress. Great contribution to the show. Appreciate that, brother. Good stuff. All right. Moving on. Titans four and two. Colts three three and one. Jags two and five. Texans one four and one. Big news out of that division is Matt Ryan has been benched. Um, You know, I'm not always right, but I did say at the beginning of the season I did not believe in him.
3: Um, I don't care how
2: Frank Reich packages it, Matt Ryan is old. He's had his, you know, productive years in Atlanta, MVP, I believe, one year, and, you know, uh, went to the Super Bowl. um, Super Bowl he should have won. That's another story for another day, but um, but he's 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 you know what Matt Ryan makes you think of, and maybe I'm giving this other guy that I'm comparing him to too much credit, because this guy wasn't as good of a quarterback as Matt Ryan at, at his peak. But y'all remember Matt Schaub? Yep. Houston quarterback oh, yeah, for the Texans. Yep, yep. And when he went played out, everybody. It was everybody, it was over. You know. Never started a game again. You know, he, 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 his confidence was gone. and um, I just think, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, they, they gave him another shot. and It just, you know, it's not getting done. But we'll see what Erlinger can do. Tennessee's leading that division. No real surprise there. I think we all had either Tennessee or the Colts. They're one and two. Long season to go, but no real surprise there. Any thoughts or comments on this division?
4: Nope. None. All right. None.
2: AFC West was supposed to be the was supposed to be the beast division. This was supposed to be the division that we all sat and said, "Oh my God, any one of these teams could win." Well, hasn't really been the case. Chiefs on top at five and two. Chargers uh, four and three in second place. The Raiders at two and four, and probably the surprise of the division, the Broncos at two and five. Russell Wilson has just not looked good. Um, any thoughts on it? Well, let me ask a question. Um, anybody want to comment on the decline and the demise of Russell Wilson? There's a lot of theories behind that, but anybody have any thoughts on that?
4: I will
5: just <clears throat> here's how I've always at the Russell Wilson situation I me. Mean, um and it takes me all the way back to the Super Bowl that they
0: lost.
3: Yes.
5: Um oh, man. That was a turning point for that entire franchise. Yes, sir. They were they were deep they were still a good team, even at this still competitive team but it wasn't the same team that knocked the wind out of their sails for the direction of which they would go. And instead of seeing this
1: complete
5: Seattle team led by the Legion of Boom, it became Seattle led by Russell Wilson. And every year his stats were nice, but the record was trash. Um, I thought going to the Broncos that that would be that defense factor back again for him, but it's not there. That man was, to me, was good when he had a solid defense behind him and the ability to run the ball. It's not getting that. It's
2: not. Well, let me say this. The things that have come out since he left Seattle have very been very surprising to me. His um, really dysfunctional relationship with Pete Carroll. I'm wondering how much Pete Carroll protected him when he, you know, when they were on the same team. Um, mm-hmm. Hearing the things that Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch have said about him, including recently talking about, you know. We can't. We can't even call him right now. We actually have to call yeah. his manager and set up a time to talk to him. Are you fucking serious right now? I mean, I mean, just let's just let's just think about that for a minute, okay? This is Russell Wilson. This is Tom Brady. Oh my God, right? The goat, okay? This isn't Michael Jordan, you know, billionaire goat, right? It's Russell Wilson. This is a guy, depending on who you who – you, a lot of people already had him in the Hall of Fame. I was not one of them, but I thought he was on his way. Now I'm not so sure because he's not playing well now. So who the hell knows? But a lot of people had him on the way into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, here's a guy who won a Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl, right, played well, but, you know, he's not even the most famous person in his own house, okay? And I can't – We were in the trenches together, right? We battled together. Brothers on the field on the same team for years. I can't pick up a phone and just call you, see how you're doing, check on the wife and the kids. Hey, wish you the best in in Denver. I have to go to your manager to call you? Now, what does that mean? If that's how it is now, and they're coming out and telling us that, what does that mean for their relationship they had when they were playing together? And we talk about, we everybody knows the whole, you know, should have ran it but passed it and that whole thing. And, you know, everybody knows that whole story, so I won't regurgitate that, right? And I think training is spot on. That team was never the same after that. But it goes so, it seems, to me, it seems to go a lot deeper. And I would have blamed Pete Carroll. I'm not blaming Pete Carroll no more. I'm thinking, yeah, a lot of this dysfunction might have been Russell Wilson, based on what Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch are saying. And we know Beast Mode ain't got, you know, he ain't got, he ain't got no horse in the race. He's gonna call it like it is. And Richard Sherman's one of the smartest brothers you'll ever meet. That's a smart brother. These guys are coming out laying it on him. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because when I looked at images around the league of quarterbacks and I would condemn a Cam Newton and other people that I thought, like Baker Mayfield, I would look at Russell Wilson and I would put him up as a role model to other quarterbacks, look at him as a leader, look at what he does, look at, you know. And now I'm I'm starting to question all of that. I'm not saying he's a bad dude, but something ain't right. And I think, as as I have always said, the stuff you do outside of the game can greatly impact inside the game. And I think that's a lot of what we're seeing right here. Because that dude ain't never played this bad. I mean, I'm talking about terrible. It ain't got nothing to do with the supporting cast. I'm talking about what he's doing as a – Quarterback of the Denver Broncos, he's been god awful, awful. So that's all I had to say. I just
4: had to get that off my chest. But but you're right though, because it seems as though success has gotten to his head for whatever reason, and
2: well, you, know, you know what the 250 million dollars is the reason.
4: <laughs> well, well, but that that comes with the success because you were successful yes. at Seattle. You wanted. Then you go to Denver, they give you the contract, they give you the, basically the keys to the whole franchise. All that is based upon the success that you had prior to beating up. And success can get <laughs> to your head. And at some point, you lose the edge that got you to that point to begin with. We're talking about somebody, because I remember watching him at NC State, and then he went to Wisconsin, transferred over, and I think within the first day or two, they named him captain. And he did nothing but just win, win, win. Whatever edge that you had going from NC State to Wisconsin, then going to the pros as instead of being in the first round, which you thought you was going in the second round, you went in the third round. We always talk about Tom Brady. He's got the edge because he was 199 in the, in the sixth round of, of I think, with a 2000 draft. He continues to play with the edge to this day because of that. Whatever edge that Russell Wilson had doesn't seem to be there anymore. It could be because of Sierra. It could be because of the success. It could be because of the contract, whatever the case may be. He's not playing with that same kind of edge. He needs to find that if it's not too uh, late to, to go ahead and capture it. Because he's not the same person that we saw in Seattle. Not even close.
2: Yeah, and if I have to hear one more go Broncos from him, I'm going to throw up myself. That's
0: oh, right.
4: <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. Fuck. But what, what, one more thing that y'all probably remember. He was talking about his hamstring injury, and, and he doesn't know how he heals up so fast. It must be a Wolverine blood or something like that. Come on now. Your team sucks. You're playing like crap, and you want to talk about some damn Wolverine blood? Man, you miss me with that stuff.
2: He, he, he looks like, and then we're going to move on, but he looks like the epitome of someone who got paid and kind of doesn't give a fuck. That's what Benji. he looks like right now. Got paid. I got my guaranteed money. You know, I'm not gonna short the team. I'm gonna go out there and play hard. You know, but I'm good. You know, I got all the money I could ever spend, and my kids could ever spend, and their kids could ever spend. You know, I'm date. I'm dating this hot Hollywood woman, and hey, even if she leaves, shit, I'll get somebody. I got, I got, you know, three four hundred million dollars myself. I'm good. That's how he looks right now. I got paid. I'm good. Disappointing. All right, let's
0: move
2: on. NFC East.
0: Hey T, hey T Before next week, you asked me if I'm gonna be uh, on time for the show. I, I'm actually gonna direct, um, so direct you to my manager first, and then they can link us up. So I'm gonna direct you to my manager first, then they can they oh, can link yeah, us up. Yeah. Because I'm feeling a little dangerous, baby.
2: Okay, you're gonna you're gonna direct me to to, you, to your manager.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yes. that's dangerous. uh All right. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it. Yeah. Blow it out your
3: ass. <laughs>
0: no, then all honesty, hey. that story is insane, right? Hearing Marshawn, another Lynch, Lynch talk to Madison. <laughs> hearing Marshawn Lynch yeah. talk about that was just fucking crazy. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing.
2: We really won't spend a lot of time here because we talk about the Cowboys a lot anyway. Um, we know, this, you know, the Giants are the surprise of the division. The Commanders got a. a Piss me off win over Green Bay. Um, we will talk about Green Bay in a minute. Um, you know, Cowboys looking solid, solid defense. Giants got Saquon. If Saquon stays healthy, that team will be relevant. It's really that simple to me. Defense isn't playing bad. Daniel Jones is doing Daniel Jones like things. You know, he's not he's not great, but he's doing just enough for them to win. That team is Saquon. Saquon is just a monster. He's back to the old Saquon, and <laughs> he, he 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 like he likes saying to the league, y'all must have forgot. Jonathan Taylor, and Derrick Henry, and all these uh-uh, y'all forgot who the man is. That dude is a beast. He is a beast. Um, and then the Eagles, I mean, what can we say? Undefeated. So uh, it's going to be very interesting down the stretch to watch these teams play each other, and you know, um, and, and see how. Uh, can we get three teams out of the NFC East to go? The NFC, that was the least, now the beast. Can we get three teams to come out of there and go to the playoffs? Um long way to go, but um, right now the best division in football, the best records in football. We'll see what happens. So, But like I said, we talk about them a lot. We're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Bears in a little bit, so we'll move on from that division. Um, let's get to my surprise division. Trains division, and I'm curious Trains' thoughts on this. Um, Vikings at 5-1 and one is not a shocker. Vikings generally have had good teams over the years. Um, so that's not really a shocker. Um, Bears at 3-4, and four, well, they played well last night, so let's see if they can turn it around and get their season on track. Lions at 1-5 and five is not a shocker. <laughs> okay. Um, the shocker is the 3-4 and Packers and they just lost to a team that, you know, no one gave them, a, you know, the, the commanders a chance to win that game, including myself. And Aaron Rodgers has looked mortal. There's no Devontae Adams. Is that it? Um, is it the O-line because he is under duress? Is, you know, what's going on? But I'm curious. I know, first of all, Train's probably happy as hell because he can't stand the Packers. But I'm curious, Train, thoughts on your division and thoughts also on your rival, the Packers, and, and the decline. I guess what I, where I want you to go is, because there's a lot of talk about it being over for Green Bay already, I and mean, we know it's kind of early to say that, but what do you think? Dr. Train?
5: Yeah, you used the term shock. I, I suppose there's a little bit of shock that, you know, Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers and they're not doing, you know, better. You know, I wouldn't say like last year. I would just say they're the not last. doing better.
2: It was 13-3. They've already lost four games. So, yeah, shock for me is pretty accurate. <laughs> I, got, I get
5: No, no, for you, yes, yes. For those that are in the NFC North who don't like Green Bay – We are fucking ecstatic. (laughs) That's the kind of shock we're feeling. We're like, yeah.
3: (laughs)
0: Lose, you dirty bastard. We are loving it.
2: You can be happy that they're losing, but you, you did not expect them to be losing.
5: Yeah, you're not letting me finish, but... That's, that's,
2: well, I mean, you could pick them to win the division, so I mean,
5: that, that's why I'm saying that you could be happy. I but got it. I, I I got it. What I'm saying is, you're not letting me finish my answer. Host, love you. Okay, so, yes, yes, you can definitely, you can definitely consider it shock. Uh, however, you know, there will be no sorrows for for Green Bay. The second part of your question is what the most interesting part, which people putting a fork in and bury him. Uh, After seven weeks of this season, I don't put a fork in or bury anyone uh, for what I have seen. Um, I do not forget that Green Bay still has Aaron Rodgers. I do not forget that uh, Green Bay was one of the better rushing teams last year. Not sure. What injury they're dealing with, and why Aaron Jones cannot find that space that he normally that he normally finds. But uh, their their offense is very similar to that out of out of the Forty ers even out of out of Chicago, where they they scheme to get the to get the running back going. So I don't I, I wouldn't count them anywhere near near done. It's it's just a matter of whether they can they can turn it around.
2: This is it the way to Z. Okay, hey man. If you're a betting man, would you bet for them to turn it around or against them? And I'm not asking for your I know you hate the team, right? That's why I started with that. We we know this. You're a Bears fan. Of course you hate the team. Of course you're happy that they're losing. We already that we know this. I'm saying as a football person and you've seen them and you know them, would you? Would you? If 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 someone said, "Okay, look, here's, uh, you know, a hundred dollars for you to bet, you can bet that they're going to turn it around, or you're going to bet that they're not going to turn it around." Where would you put your money? I would. Those
5: I would. Lean, I, I would lean more towards them turning around. Um, just simply knowing that who they got at quarterback and and the fact that their head coach has done pretty well with that team uh so far, and it's not like they made some huge personnel changes. Like I said, outside of watching them play us, I ain't really been paying attention to them and what they have. But I would – I would, and seeing how this season has been going, because uh, can't nobody make picks anymore, <laughs> I would, yeah. I would put my – I would lean my $100 more to them turning around and them just, you know, falling off the cliff. However, if they fall off the cliff, I'd be like, $100 well spent. Yeah, hey, yeah, drop it.
2: I I think the Devontae Adams thing was bad for Green Bay and bad for Adams. Yeah. Okay. Plain and simple. And unless they sign like Odell Beckham Jr. or I don't know who else might be floating around out there that they could bring in. Them wide receivers, including Lazarus, whatever the hell his name is, these guys are terrible. They're not very good. And, you know, he had a top wide receiver on his team the last couple of years that he went 13 and three. Devontae's top two, top three, maybe top one, depending on who you ask. But the dude convulsed. That brother's gone. And, you know, know, Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, but he still got Kelsey. He still got McCall Hardman, you know. Brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, looking pretty good, Finally. We've been waiting on Schuster yep. to fucking break out. Finally, yep. he's starting to look like what we thought he would be when he was with Pittsburgh. But Dan Rogers ain't got shit over there, honestly. I, I watched the game because I was—I sat there and said, oh, man, it's it's going to be fun. I, I'm going to enjoy this. Whoop up on new damn Commanders. The fuck kind of name is Commanders anyway? I was excited. I'm like, started off good. And then. You
0: know, they couldn't close the deal. I was like, what the fuck? Green Bay's in trouble. Before the season, I liked Minnesota, and it had more to do with Green Bay. You know, they lost. Their receiving core is bad. It's called like it is. Aaron Rodgers was saying earlier that, you know, on their passing plays, he feels like there are 20% of mistakes being on the field, and he's talking about those players making those mistakes and being rotated off the field. So. He's also, you know, complaining about the offense. He's not comfortable, and and Devontae Adams was his security blanket. He doesn't have that now. And, I mean, they're really easy to defend because of it, and their defense gets torn up against the run because they're having to play a lot more plays than they've used to because Green Bay can't convert drives. So, I mean, I don't see how they get this fixed because I think it's more of a
4: personnel issue, personally. Yeah. I think I think Devontae covered up a lot of warts, but uh, at the same token, bakhtiari has been out the whole year. So when you're line, aligned yeah, but there there goes the continuity. I mean then that was even on the I,
2: and, and we won with a backup. No, say, look, and it's Aaron Rodgers. And, I ain't giving him no breaks.
4: Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. And and that's what I'm saying, with with Adams being gone because that's the missing piece from last year to this year. And the other thing is too, during the off season, the OTAs, he didn't feel the need to establish any continuity with these new guys. I don't know how y'all feel about it. I didn't really like that look because you know that you've got a new receiving core. You don't have your main guy. He's not there. Just because you've been there and you've gone through the paces, they need to go now experience how you go about your business. And I don't think you do that in the first regular season game of the year and then you start to figure it out from there. Develop that chemistry during the offseason, and it didn't sound like that was taking place.
2: Because these guys suck. (laughs) I mean, you know. These receivers are terrible. Watch the game. I watched it. These guys are terrible. No separation, dropping balls. You know, these guys are terrible. I don't even I, – I, I'm sitting there like, is there anybody he can rely on? Only one that looked like he could still play a little bit is Randall Cobb he could stay healthy. The rest of these guys are terrible. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know if it was enough preseason time, training camp time, to get the chemistry you need with these guys. They need to go get a wide receiver. They need to go get him somebody. Because he ain't got he ain't got nothing to work with. Plain and simple. He ain't got nothing to work with. <laughs> he receiver's terrible. All right. And I certainly ain't giving him no break over the left tackle. You know what I mean? Left tackles have been out. Man, you you Aaron Rodgers, you mobile, move around. Get out of the pocket. Do what you gotta do. I ain't I ain't hearing that one but I will say the receivers are terrible. Uh, let's, see what the, let's see what the Bears can do. Bears got the Cowboys coming up. Let's go. Let's, let's see what the Bears can do. And, you know, to honor something that happened 16 years ago, we just uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. <laughs> what, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, they crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook.
5: Hey, Belichick was a lot more calm after his loss. <laughs> What's
3: that? <laughs> no, Belichick was a
5: lot more calm after his,
2: after his loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ah belichick yeah most boring you know what gets me about belichick is he 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 learned from bill parcells and their press conferences couldn't be any more different a total different ends of the universe with press conferences you know parcells to me had the most entertaining press conferences in the history of NFL press conference and Belichick is just—I think he prides himself on just telling you nothing. Well, that's what you want to report,
4: but that's not what happened. Okay, Bill. All right, you need we need to get sound bites. Thanks. Was that? You need to get some parcel sound bites.
2: Yeah, I should try to find some because man, he—he he had the best. I—I I would love. I never missed the press conference. I would set my—I would set my alarm. Catching and you, they when he was coaching the Dallas, it would be on about one o'clock every day, live on on dallascowboys.com. and man, his press conferences were classic. Um, anyway, um, two more divisions to go. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> the Bucks are in first place. Falcons are tied for first um, at three and four record wise, and you got the Panthers who had a the prize win against the Bucks and the Saints. Uh, all four of these teams are under 500, but the Bucks are in first place. Um, anybody have any thoughts on any of these teams? Uh, mainly, you know, I, I believe it was K-Star at the beginning of the season who said to me, don't do it. Do not predict the decline of Tom Brady. Every time you do it, you're wrong. Don't do it. That's what he said. I'm just curious, K-Star, what you think now.
0: Well, we have known doing it for nine years. Um,
1: you know what the fuck you know? I do with what I ask?
2: You said not to do it at the beginning of the season. I'm asking mm-hmm. what you think now. Nine years ain't got nothing to do with the beginning of the season. What you think now? Do you think he's declined or not?
0: I don't think so. When I watched him, I mean, you look at last week, and, God damn, the first play, he threw a perfect ball to Mike Evans. It should have gone for, like, a 70-yard touchdown. And it just fell off his hands, like an easy walk-in tutty. Um I don't know, man. When he played the Steelers, he looked pretty good. I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he was making these really good throws. His offensive line really stinks. Ah. I think it more has to do with the team declining around him than him himself. He seems like he's, he can still throw a ball really well to me. But, you know, you can't deny that.
2: When, did you watch the whole game or did you huh? just watch? Did you watch the whole well, game? the Steelers game I did. Five, I
0: only watched, I watched all of the Steelers game when he played us last week, but
2: I only caught parts of the Carolina game. So you didn't see the whole game?
0: You did? No, I didn't. Now I'm asking No, I didn't. I said only caught parts of the Carolina game.
2: Okay. So there's a possible ball play. was a street ball legend uh, out of New York. His name was Skip to my Lou. Bad bad ball player. Yep, bad ball player. You can still go on YouTube and watch him. He did YouTube, or not YouTube, um, N1, the N1 videos. When they came out, he was on those bad street ball player. His name was Skip to my Lou. That's what Brady looked like most of the time. Yeah, he made that nice pass that Evans dropped. Don't know why or how Evans could have dropped that, but he did. And, you know, there, there are passes that he makes that look like Tom Brady, but there are far too many that just, I don't even, again, you know, kind of like a Russell Wilson kind of thing. What doing Tom? And it's surprising because it is Tom. So you don't expect to see it. Yeah, you know, every quarterback has a bad play or a couple of but there's too many of them now. There's too many. There 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 is now serious reason to believe that part of the problem is he's forty five years old. And nobody wants to say it because Max Kellerman predicted, you know, how many years ago that he was gonna fall off the cliff and all of that and the guy came back and won a Super Bowl and won an M V P and you know and Commissioner T. came and said he's done several times, and he came back. and So no one wants to go out and be that person to say that he's declined, and then he comes back and he throws for 375 yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions, and it's like, oh, we were wrong again. But based on seven games, the entire body of work, he looks a mess. He does not look like the guy who, you know, just went to, you know, uh, Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, you know, all the things he's done in Tampa. He looks a mess. Let me just say this. And I don't think there's anyone on this phone who will not understand or on this call or even listening who will not understand what I'm about to say. His personal life is playing out in front of everybody. Mm. The man is married to a supermodel. Okay? Um. Model who's worth half a billion dollars. And it is pretty clear that his decision to go back and play again has disrupted his household, created issues, to the point where there's rumors that they both have secured a divorce a divorce attorney. He missed eleven days back before the season started. He went to Bob Kraft's wedding a couple of weeks ago. Things that we're not used to seeing from Tom Brady there is definitely something going on in his personal life with his wife. And that's none of our business. But as a man, when you're going through that kind of stuff, there is no way for you to be the same person you are when you're trying to be productive. I don't care if you're a pro football player or you're a freaking teller at a bank. That shit wears on you. And now imagine the four of us going through things and having to figure out how to live our life And we've all been there, going through heartache. Put yourself as the greatest of all time with all of that pressure on you. And your security blanket, Gronkowski, isn't there. And your Hall of Famer um, that you called and said, come and join me in Tampa, Julio Jones, has been hurt. And there's no Edelman. There's no Amendola. There's no shifty, you know, slot receiver, dependable shifty they got a guy, but he ain't—he ain't—he ain't nothing to speak of, right? So I'm gonna say he ain't who we know. I'm not so sure that I'm that I'm gonna blame it just solely on being physical. I think that personal stuff is weighing on him like the son of a bitch. And I don't give a damn who you are, how good you are, how much money you make or are worth. Especially men, when your heart is broken. That shit fuck with you. And I'm telling you right yep. now, that's fucking with him. And that's a large part of why we're seeing what we're seeing. He's not going to say that because he's a professional.
0: T, so I think you're right because when I, when I when you asked me the question, I think he's declining. And I looked at physically some of the throws he makes. It's like, no, not physically. But mentally, you see like a lot of errors he doesn't normally make mentally. And, and I think it kind of speaks to the point that you know, he may not be studying film as much as he's used to, and he's got his drama on his mind, right? So I, I think there's some legitimacy even, there.
4: He even alluded to it in one of his conferences, he said, you know, I'm 45 years old, dealing with a lot of shit. Those were the exact words, and I think that pretty much said everything right there that we need to know.
2: Yeah.
4: And I feel for
2: him on that level. I do. I feel for him. Yep. You know, I, I don't know all the details. I don't know, and you know, sometimes there isn't a right or wrong. Sometimes it just is what it is. You know, he wanted to play football. Maybe she was done. You know, dude, twenty-two years. Time for you to come home, and be with the family. He said, okay. And six weeks later, ah, uh, I ain't done. And now he's battling. He's trying to be productive, and he, you know, and I, I hope, I hope they figure it out, and I hope they stay together, and I hope, you know. This isn't the end of there because at the end of the day, you know, as important as football is and, as, as, you know, as much money as football has done for him, he got a $375 million contract with Fox waiting, um, which I can't imagine Tom Brady in the booth. It just seems beneath him, honestly, if you ask me. It does. Okay. It just does. Beat us like, it's like you picture Michael Jordan in a booth, in an NBA booth, calling a game, right? <laughs> just doesn't. You know, I, the money, hey, I get it. That's a lot of money. But I don't know. I just feel like he should, you know, I don't know. I don't get that. But hey, whatever. That's, that's that's him. I just hope that they're able to figure this out, regardless of what happens with Tampa Bay. I could give a damn about that. I hope him and his wife are able to figure it out because at the end of the day, that's what's most important. So in the unlikely event that Tom Brady hears any of this, we're praying for you, Tom. We're pulling for you, you and, and Giselle. We really are. Mhm. All right. Rising Seattle Seahawks, four and three with Geno Smith. Woo. You know. Rams at three and three. 49ers at three and four. That game is. I'm. I'm looking at that game. Kansas City put a hurting on them, and uh, the Cardinals, Calamari, also three and four. Any thoughts on this division?
4: A lot of mess no in there. No surprise lot of mess. Four and 3 Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, I, I don't think anybody, I don't think any one of us saw Seattle leading the division at this stage of the season, nor saw Geno Smith. I think he's, he's a, I think QBR-wise, he's a top quarterback, if not top five. I have to go back and check. I don't think any one of us saw that. So I think that's that's my biggest surprise there. Um the the amount of success that they're having thus far.
0: Yeah. So you have that and then you have the Rams who look like they can't get themselves together because they have so many offensive line issues. They don't really have a number two receiver. Allen Robinson has not panned out for them. Um, Teams are, you know, really only having to worry about Cooper cup. So offensively, they're shell themselves. Defensively, they're not as good. Losing Von Miller, I think the Niners. I think personally, I mean, it's between the Niners and the Seahawks because I think the Niners can revive themselves partially with that trade that they made, you know, and and they have a strong defense despite what Kansas City did, you know, that is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, but I think it's between Seattle and San Fran, I do think Geno continues to play well. What really impressed me about him was, you know, he continued to play well even when DK Metcalf got hurt. Los Angeles versus the Chargers. So, uh, I think they'll continue to play well, and uh, I think it's between them and San Francisco in terms of who figures this out and wins that division.
2: You know, it's funny as we all picked the Rams to win that division. Just saying.
4: Man, you still can, still
1: can. Yeah, no.
5: Man, it's still wide open. Yes, that's what I yeah, love. Yeah, it it's. it's wide open and they're going to beat that's probably one where they're going to beat each other up like they used to do with the NFC East.
4: And and reports are coming out that Odell is going to resign with the Rams. We'll we'll see if that comes to fruition or not and see how much of an impact that is. I think injuries and I think Stafford's uh, lack of being healthy at the start of the season and also some of his some of his decision making plus with with Cam Akers too not being the, the running back they thought he was going to be. Nines on the trading block. I think that has a lot to do with the um the lack of success that we thought they were gonna have so far opening up the season.
2: Well, you know, if Beckham is gonna sign, I know he's not ready yet, but you know, <laughs> by the time he's ready to play, it might be too late. <laughs> you know. You know, coming yeah. back, you know, to Thanksgiving, talk about coming back in December or signing with somebody, shoot. You know, and that could affect who he decides to sign with. If the Rams are out of it by then, what's the point? You know, at that point, you want to go play with a contender. So, it would be interesting. All right. That was our journey around the NFL. Well done. Uh, Train, are you prepared? Are you ready for pick pick six?
5: I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, man.
2: I'm always ready. Okay. Okay. Let's um get some energy around this pick six, gentlemen. Please.
5: Energy. Train us. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it's the pick six. Calm down, we got your energy, bro. Shit. We were ready last week. But we're glad to have you back, T. You know what I'm saying?
2: Listen, cry man cry. Take it,
5: take the hard time It's okay, we're going get to bust your balls yeah, off it. we going to bust them tonight, bro We're
0: busting them tonight yeah, bro. We're busting them We're busting
2: everywhere
0: <laughs> Hey, man, it's our love language We're saying we miss you
3: Plus, I'm
5: a little upset <laughs> That I'm not going to be able to see you guys This weekend, that's a whole other story
4: Bro, you understand. <laughs> oh, man, train. You understand? <laughs> what I missed? No, I was saying. Uh, uh,
5: in in addition to busting, in addition to the reason for busting your balls is that uh, I ain't gonna get,
2: get a chance to see you guys this weekend. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, Stephen A. Smith is famous for saying, "That's a story for another day." <laughs> sure all right week seven pick
5: six results week eight pick six teams comment so um this week uh I did decent stuff for k-star i don't know uh let's do a football acumen away for a whole week that's okay sometimes it happens mm. maybe it's back um some surprising, uh, definitely some surprising wins, but none inside of this really pick six. So ah, coming up tied for first from week seven was both the brothers at four and two. Hold on a second. Both the brothers at four and two. Um, I came in second at three and three, and K-Star up the rear with two... And four. Yeah, man. Yeah. With that, with that, the overall results, we have a new number one. Our very own Commissioner T has slid into the top spot by one win at 26-16. Uh,
2: you know, fuck COVID. Okay. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta talk. So we got, I'll be back down to third place.
5: So I gotta, you know, yeah. you never know, man. You never know, you know. If you if you pick the Cowboys over the Bears for this next big six, and the Bears man, you know, that's, that, could, that could slide you, you know, like eight spots that, or that, something. You know, <laughs> you know where
2: that. You so you
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> So overall, T is at the top at twenty six to sixteen. Uh, K Star myself tied at twenty seven, twenty five, and seventeen, and Lil' Brother J bringing up the rear, slowly but surely at twenty two and twenty. So, gaining on your ass. Yeah, we, we we feel you, we feel you, we feel you, man. We feel you breathing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, up your All
3: right.
5: <laughs> Week eight, pick six. Listen, there's this is no more about picking teams when they got winning records against winning records. (laughs) Oh, man. This season has introduced a whole new meaning to parody. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So there's only one game in the pick six where both the teams have winning records playing each other. The rest, you know, but they should be good games. And um, let's get through them. So, jumping off, I think this is Thursday night jumping off. We're doing this tonight. We have the 4-3 and three Ravens at the 3-4 and four Bucks. Uh After all the conversation about Tom Brady, uh, man, is he falling off the cliff? Is his personal life getting in the way? T, do you still believe my man can
2: pull it out at home against the Ravens? I do not. I don't think their defense can handle Lamar Jackson and the crew. And I think as we've discussed, Brady is got too much going on right now. Emotionally, I think he's going to come to play. I think he realizes, I mean, he would be the one guy, even over Aaron Rodgers, that I'm always cautious to bet against because he's always proven us wrong. And he may prove us wrong for the long haul this season because he's in a division that, you know, everybody's struggling. And all you got to do, as Bill Parsons used to always say, is get in the tournament. So all you got to do, and you got a chance. But for Thursday night, I think uh, I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going to be a little too much for him. So I'm going with the Ravens.
4: Jay, you 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 agree with T? I'm going to actually go with the Bucks in this one because of that reason that it's a short week. Um Sometimes it's just when you have a short week you have less time to let stuff mull over and less time to think about it and you can almost refocus yourself. Um, I kinda have a feeling that's what's gonna take place today or, or take place on Thursday night. What's more realistic? A four and four Ravens team, a four and four Bucks team. I see a four and four Bucks team, so I'm gonna go with them.
0: K stars,
5: Lamar too much for the Bucks to handle.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um it's gonna be a close game, but I just don't like the way Tampa's playing. They couldn't even beat Carolina, you know, PJ Walker is not Lamar Jackson, to be honest folks. So I like I like Baltimore. They've been playing well and Tampa has not. Okay.
5: I would I would agree with T and K Star. I do like the Ravens. Um yeah, I just like the Ravens. <laughs> Don't I'm not really believing what's going on with the Bucks right now. I'm I'm go with all momentum.
4: by myself on this
5: one. There you are, Jay. You you know you hold it down over there. You know, could it could bring you up? Uh, Unlikely.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll save this next one for last. So, um, next up. Three and four Cardinals, where I'm not a big believer in Murray, but he does have D-Hop back, going against the five and one Vikings, who I don't like either, and I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. Um, Jay, who should I believe in?
4: Are The Vikings at home? Yes. You know what, I'm going to take them because of that. I think D-Hop coming back is going to be – has been a huge boost already. Um, the Vikings are sneaky good, if, if for no other reason. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Vikings.
3: Hmm.
5: K-Star, you know, the Vikings were your divisional pick. I mean, is this one of their games they, they get towards winning the division?
0: Absolutely. Arizona's been trash. To be honest. Trash. And Minnesota's been consistent. They get run. They can pass. Her defense is okay enough. They're at home in the dome. I like them to win this game.
5: K Star says Vikings. T. I mean,
2: you you believe in Kirk Cousins? You know, I'm with well, I'm with you. Train. And I don't believe in either team. Um, you guys have heard me talk about Kirk Cousins over the years. Um, other than his ability to get you know great contracts in the NFL, I've never really believed in him. I think over the last five years, he's made more money than almost anybody, any quarterback. Um, but I've never believed in him. Um, I don't believe in Kyler Murray. I'll tell you, I saw something that impressed me when they were playing the last game, and he walked over to—I don't know if they were—I don't remember the play honestly, um, because. Obviously, the, one of the things about COVID, if you've never had it, is brain fog. It's a son of a bitch, okay? It, it is unbelievable. But he came off, they called the timeout, and he was yelling at Kingsbury to calm the fuck down. And there was emotion, and I've never seen him act that way. And, you know, D-Hop was there, and I was like, I was impressed by that. He took control of the situation. Um, I was like, wow, that's that's a leader right there, and I've not seen that leadership ability out of him. So for that reason only, because I don't believe in either team, I'm going to go with Arizona.
5: No, I actually like that reason. I didn't even know what that, I saw that spat, but I didn't, I would, didn't have sound when I was looking at it. I saw it on video, I didn't know what it was about. So he was just telling, he was just telling his head coach to relax, to chill out. Yeah. He'll,
2: yeah, so kind of, he yep. literally said, calm the fuck down. Literally what he said. Yep. We got this. Calm the fuck Multiple.
0: down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was awesome. I like that. That's legit. <laughs> that awesome. Wow. Yep. Wow.
5: You know? Wow, I like that. Um, well, that ain't my reason. However, I just don't like the Vikings. That damn show sure ain't about to pick no Kirk Cousins. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. You know, oh, T-Hop back. Yeah, you know. All right, so we're split on that one. So next up, we got, you know, Zappy Hour, Mac Jones, don't know who the fuck quarterback going to be, Patriots, at 3-4, and four, traveling to 5-2, and two, just replaced Brees Hall with James Robinson Jets. Well, my man, Robert Thry, is taking receipts right now, okay? He got five of them. He got fiber-seek <laughs> with several weeks to go. So, uh, K-Star, who yeah. you
3: K-Star,
0: uh, you still breathing? Yeah. Who's at home? At
5: the Jets. At the Jets.
0: Damn it. They don't even have a
3: –
0: okay. So, I, I think Max Jones starts this game. And I think the Patriots bounce back. I think losing that explosion of Brees Hall really is going to make a difference for the Jets. They've been relying on him heavily. I think the Patriots found a way to win this divisional game. Confuse Zach Wilson and throwing picks.
3: Okay. All right.
5: I see. All right. Uh, Jay, Mac Jones, Zappy Hour, uh quarterback combo.
4: Are the Patriots bouncing back? Yeah, I think they are because of how embarrassing of a loss they just had. Um Uh, I don't think any Belichick-led team will take up something like they just took last night and and not be able to recover. Uh, Jets have shown a lot, especially with um, what they've been able to do uh, defensively and in the running game. I just have a feeling just because of how bad they got beat last night. If it weren't for that beating, I probably would take the Jets but I just feel as though Belichick's going to say, no, nah, I'm not going out like that. We're going to figure something out and uh, come out on top. So I'm going to take the Patriots.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. Thank you, by the way. Uh,
3: T? Yeah,
5: uh, I mean,
2: he couldn't figure it out last night, so I don't know what he's going to do. You know, the time to figure <laughs> it out was when, you were, when you were winning 14-10 to 10 and then you allowed the other team to score 23 straight points, You know, the time to figure it out was when you benched your your starting quarterback after three possessions, you know, like, I'm not disagreeing with you, Jay. I'm just, my comments aren't at you, Jay. My comments are at Belichick. Last night was a night to figure it out. You didn't figure it out. So, you know, um, I'm going with the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. I'm going with the Jets. The Patriots are a mess. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. And all this bullshit he's talking about, and ah, I didn't mention him. But if that's what you want to write, and this that you don't, you don't even, you don't even tell the the quarterbacks who's starting the game. You literally tell them just before the game starts who the starter is, and you tell them both that they're playing. This is Bill Belichick, the goat, and this is how he's managing this team. Nah, bro, I'm going with the Jets all day. You know,
5: sometimes. Uh... Guys like Check as great as they are, can uh, overthink something. And he made the move, and uh, Zappy came in, and signs Zappy hour went up. Too quick, too quick, too quick drives. You know, blink of an eye, bears down fourteen ten. You know, then things settled. Justin's, Justin Fields answered the call. Then all of a sudden there was no more Zappy out. And I was just like, I guess, I suppose I underst I, 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 I still don't understand necessarily the quarterback switch. Uh, did the, the two balls that he threw were, were, the second one for sure was just thrown up there. Probably a better, better
2: catch by the receiver than it was a better throw by Zappi. It was just the fact that he took the shot. Uh, so yep. the, the fact that the Bears
5: defense, uh, you know, Pretty much handled that dude the whole second half. It gave him nothing. Um, why didn't you switch back? I don't... Nah, I, I like the momentum the Jets are going with right now. I like what Robert saw is doing over there. I like, you know, uh, the mentality of this team right now. And, no, James Robinson is not Brees Hall, but uh, for those that follow, I know this. I know it's only fantasy football. However... That guy was bawling when he was given the opportunity. So, um I like the Jets. Uh next up, NFC West, divisional rival uh 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 divisional matchup. We got the uh Niners. We just got that ass waxed by the Chiefs going up against the the Rams, who probably was only they, they want on a much needed buy. Um A T, who who we have for this? Uh, are the Rams taking this at home?
2: Yeah, yeah, the Rams are taking this. There's a lot of hype around San Francisco that I'm not really sure I understand. Um, they did get McCaffrey, which is a which is a good um, pickup for them. But let's remember that he's played for, you know, Shanahan's father. There's there's a there's a long history relationship there. He probably calls the coach uncle, you know, or calls. Mike, Uncle Mike, and you know, so it is great. And and McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, is a game changer. Um, but I think as we've seen the Bengals start to resurge, low start, I think we're going to see the Rams start, you know, to get there to get their shit together. And we've seen dominant defenses make a difference, and I think the Rams are, are, are their defense is going to. Yes, I'm saying it. They're gonna outshine the vaunted 49ers defense that just gave up how many points to the Chiefs. So I'm going with the Rams. Uh, Jay McCaffrey left the,
5: you know, he just traded from the Panthers who win once he leaves to the Niners who lost when he when he arrives. I mean, is this dude a bad look charm? I mean, who what,
4: what do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually go in the opposite direction and take the Niners. Um, Divisional rivalries, everything can just go out the window. Um, I feel as though there's going to be a game plan in place. And the Rams, even though they got Aaron Donald, who is just an absolute beast, I feel as though there's going to be something in the game plan that's going to come down to the the last possession. last possession is going to win it. So, go against the grain. I'm going to take the Niners. All
5: right, uh, K Star Jay is still choosing the Niners. You know, with with McCaffrey, I mean, he's your fantasy football stud. Do you do you ride that
0: direction, or you think the Rams hold down so far? <laughs> no, the the Niners whoop the Rams' ass. Straight up calling it. The Rams, they they are losing the offensive alignment each and every week. They've banished Cam Akers from the team. They don't have a real lead running back. You know, they have one guy to throw the ball to. The Niners are going to blow them out. They're so much more versatile offensively. Their defense, while it gave up 45 to Patrick Mahomes, they're about to <coughs> play the Rams' shitty offense right now. That's what it is. One-dimensional and bad. So, Niners are going to blow them out. Them
5: out. <laughs> he did they blow them out? He did.
2: He did say blow them out, right?
0: He did. He did. He did, he Be- did say blow beat the, them out. Beat, beat the shit out of them.
2: I just I just going to things. be an exciting I week. Want to remind, I wanna remind our audience, K Star does have a jaded history. Right. And
0: obviously Stevens with this game, they're on defense, uh oh, forty here yards of scoring, <laughs> playing most one of the most unique offenses in all of football. Um the ankle football Ben is a lot better than it was, uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Metal Hall, you know, again, uh Mike Wallace and Tony Brown two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how, you know, Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number One defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, James Harris, Lamar Williams, they're for Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time.
2: Uh, you don't want to come on the Madden voice if you all lose to Denver, man. I would
0: forever hate Tim Tebow.
2: I'm gonna get off oh, right now. <laughs> okay? With what you gave me about Romo and how oh, this and that, and Romo and he didn't do it, all that bull, man. Do not. I'm gonna tell you now. Get a flu, get a, hug, get a, cold, get a cold, get something, man. Sprain a, get a high ankle sprain, something. But <laughs> you don't want to come on the Madden Voice. Next Tuesday night if I don't care how I don't care if Ben gets knocked out the first play and don't play the whole game. Don't come on the show next week because there's no way on earth the Steelers should lose a Hey, my whole
5: my favorite part about that whole clip is T says <laughs> 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 I
2: I actually enjoyed um <laughs> because I remember that like it was yesterday, and I actually enjoyed saying go get a high ankle sprain because <laughs> everyone was getting high ankle sprains. So I'm like, bro, get a high ankle sprain and don't come on the show if your team don't beat the damn, you know, the the damn Broncos. And, uh, of course, oh, he lost to Tim Tebow. And uh, now, he, now he didn't just pick that the 49ers would win, which I can understand. He said you
4: know, "Hello." That
2: blows him out. out. Okay.
3: Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm sure ain't
2: seen nothing for San Francisco get... this weekend that demonstrates that they're going to blow out anybody. I'm just saying. But we'll see. We'll see.
5: I am just going to go with the home team on this one.
2: Uh, we played the Niners, and
5: even though Devo Samuel comes on two weeks later, talking about, yeah, we lost a game, we should have won. I don't know. That's uh, not what I thought first week. Uh, y'all had Trash Lands in there, and y'all thought he was your future. And, um, yeah, we showed you he wasn't. So, yep. uh, I'm going to go the Rams. <clears throat> All right, next up. Man, I mean, this is probably the the, the the most exciting game of the week because it's the one with two teams playing that got winning records. <laughs> we got the surprising 6-1 and one Giants. Uh, Day Ball, Coach Day Ball, putting it in. Uh, going up against the uh, Geno Smith-led. Let me say it again in case y'all didn't hear me. Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. At Born 2 Giants traveling to Seattle. 12th man is still there. Jay, do they hold it down against the Giants? Are the Giants going to 7-1? Man, hell no.
4: I'm going to go to Seattle. For for a few reasons, one cross country trips um, have been seem, seemingly overrated. I don't think this is going to be one of those, especially when they played a Jaguar team that is a tough out. But it shouldn't have been twenty three to seventeen. Uh, if if you are truly trying to be the elite of the elite in the NFL, um, Seattle is looking better. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they got that running back Kenneth Walker looking really really tough. And, and I think he's going to find some holes in that Giants defense and, and have some success. Geno Smith, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over and make unnecessary throws, should have another good day. I'm going to take the Seahawks.
5: K uh, Star, does the Giants keep it going? You know, Seattle, you know, twelve does the twelve man kick in? and Be like, hell no, y'all ain't coming in here. <laughs>
0: Yes, I think that, uh, you know, the Giants actually get quite a few yards on the ground, and the Seahawks, of course, Kenneth Walker's playing really well. Uh, It's tough to play at Seattle, when at Seattle. Uh, They're playing really well offensively, and their defense tends to play better at home. So I think uh, Seattle gets that nod at home.
5: T, does Saquon Barkley take the show on the road? Cross country. Another time zone. Three-hour distance. (laughs) Right. Okay,
2: okay, that's a good uh, answer. This okay. is Welcome the most back. talking I've done it in, in <laughs> 10 days, so bear with me. Because uh, after this, I'm going to sleep. Um, I think, yeah, I think Saquon will take the show on the road and play very well, but the Giants will lose because Daniel Jones is not who... <clears throat> Look, if you watch the game, why Daniel Jones gets so much credit when I'm watching the game and I see the same Daniel Jones. His passes aren't accurate. His reads are off. He can scramble and he he's done well, you know, getting outside the pocket and scrambling, but he's not a good passing quarterback. Fortunately for them, they've got Saquon. He's been all world and I expect Saquon to have a big game, but I expect the 12th man to be an issue. Daniel Jones won't be able to handle it. And I think Gino is he's reemerging as a competent um, starting quarterback in the NFL. No one saw this coming, like Jay said earlier. And uh, I think that while D-Bowl is doing a great job, whatever his name is, over here in New York, um, you know, this is what Pete Carroll does. <laughs> you know, and we talked about was Russell Wilson actually protected by Pete Carroll all those years. Are we gonna see Gino put in a position to win this game. Something going with the Seahawks.
5: Yeah, uh Giants is six and one. Man, for some reason I can't see seven and one, but if I was a Giants fan, maybe I could. The only thing that, that makes me nervous was about Seattle in this game is no DK Metcalf. I mean, freaking monster, man. Uh yeah. right now my pick will be <coughs> Seattle. Um uh, traveling does make a difference. Uh, I think Seattle is definitely good enough to hold it down. Uh, and I thought, honestly, the Giants were going to drop it against the Jaguars. I, I you know, I felt like there was about to be some balance. Boom, Giants drop it, but they pulled it out. So this one I think definitely is a tougher matchup. And, T, I agree with you. We played the Giants, and I will just simply give it up to Dayball for scheming to get uh, the wheels going for Daniel Jones because as far as and sitting back there trying to carve you up, he can't do it. But you know, you get him on the move, get him on some rollouts. You know, he he has the chance to use his legs, and the dude is deceptively
2: fast. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I was like, you know, when he, he runs can run. you know who he makes me think of when he runs? Josh Allen. Mm. If you watch the guys, big, strong, deceptively quick. He looks a lot like Josh Allen when he's running the ball. Not throwing, uh, no. But running.
5: I thought she was gonna say uh Keanu Reeves from the replacements. But
3: <laughs>
5: that's sorry, I just was... Yeah, was never good. mind. Maybe it's not wrong wrong comparison. My bad. All right, last last but definitely not least, this is matchup. This is going to be fun. <laughs> the preparation for all this is going to be fun. Let's hope the game is just as, just as good for both teams. Um, we'll see. Three and four Bears who showed up
2: and showed out last night got in the Patriots' to his ass. You know what I'm saying? They didn't even know who they wanted to play quarterback. I tell you, didn't matter.
5: Going and traveling to the ninth wonder of the world, Jerry World, Facing the five and two Cowboys, Dak is back. I said Dak would be back for this game. I'm actually happy he's back. As a fan, I like to see players. So, uh, K Star, what do you think, man? Give us your honest opinion.
0: Well, I think it'll be a good game, but I think you we'll on know Dallas wins this game, buddy. Sorry. I think
5: that... Oh Wait a minute. Wait you know, a minute. Who Dak, are you apologizing to? That's you. I know you're looking for some... Man, I don't I'm need good. your I'm freaking there. apology. I need your analysis.
0: All right. What well, here it? it is. You know, Dak's coming, or Dak is back in the second week. I think, you know, shook some cobwebs off versus the Lions. Did quite well. Um, Chicago coming off a short week. Played very well last night, but... Dallas has probably the – they have the best defense in football. And, you know, although Fields played really well, uh, if you look at the whole body of work of the season, the offensive line of the Bears has struggled mightily, and this is the best pass rush they're going to play. So I, I think Dallas just wins the game off defense, and Jack plays uh, better than he did last week, and Cowboys win.
2: Is it going to be a blowout dude, like the Niners against dude, the Rams? This dude, is a, he's a Steelers fan. He knows we got two cowboy and one bear fan on 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 the show. He's trying to steal the analysis. He trying. man, you know, he asked for my was,
0: analysis. He asked for my analysis, and I you know you I'm just giving one line answer. But, you know, yeah, it, it, you yeah.
2: got no horse in this race. If I were you, I would have been like, "Well, here's what I think going <laughs> to fan, but I really want to hear from the fans, guys." You know what I mean? Have a little. Hey awareness man, I do.
0: I know, on. and I know, I know. a little. Because you guys are situation. diehards. You're have right, a little you're right, you're right. like
2: we do when the Steelers are playing. You know what I'm saying?
0: You're right. My bad. My bad. Train, oh, this is God. your fault. Uh, you, oh, yeah. you hear this? This is your fault, Train. Your fault, Train. Hey, I
5: just, I just didn't want you to apologize. Uh, uh, no, I don't no, need you to point tell point me point I'm sorry for you picking a
0: team. Just pick a team. <laughs>
3: right. right, right. Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> that was him, about 10 points. Yeah. So, uh, I'll
5: go sandwich between the brothers, but Jay, what do you got?
4: Well, i just back at the boy. <laughs> more about the defense than it is about dad coming back for a second game. I feel as though the, the four man front that the Cowboys have three or four, depending upon how they're going to do it. They, uh, they're going to have a spy for, for uh Fields So he doesn't run too loose. And, um, I always got ball Hawks back there and they got enough pressure up front where they don't have to blitz to make them uncomfortable. So I think the defense is going to be standout and, um, really be the driving force for the dub. So go boys.
1: Well,
5: of course you guys know,
1: well, not necessarily, of
5: course, I'm going to go with my team, but honestly, uh, I put, I put this game on here and I'm going to go with my team because, uh, I felt like last night, the way they played, uh, it all came together for one game. Finally, one game. The whole question is: Can it get carried on to next week as we as we travel to Dallas? I, I, my biggest concern, my biggest and main concern, is that Dallas D line against our offensive line. To me, that will be the difference on what direction this game goes. I I, I know there's other factors. Dak is back. Uh, Freaking uh, Justin Fields can almost perform magic, sometimes getting away from players. You know, you look at the running backs. Both both teams got good running backs. You look at the right receivers, Dallas has the edge. Uh, you look at the DB. You, you look at the defense, uh, definitely give Dallas the edge. at least it's the best defense in the league right now. But the trenches is where this game is controlled. And, My concern is Dallas defensive line against Chicago's O-line. With that said, with the fact that this coaching staff has come, I'll I'll just use their acronym HITS, you know, just to call it short. But there's accountability. The guys are buying in. They're playing hard. Uh, i give us a chance if we could figure out that D-line. I ain't seen nobody figure it out all season, but if we can somehow figure out that D-line – Of the Dallas Cowboys, I like I like our chances enough to pick us to give us a shot in the pick six.
2: T, do you agree with me? Oh man, you convinced me. um, I'm 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 never gonna pick the Bears. Sorry, bro. Um,
1: You don't go apologizing
2: again. That That was sarcastic, that was not <laughs> I know, I know man, yeah. I know yes yeah. mine was facetious apology, but look, um I started off the show by saying the Bears got me worried, and I meant that they played um about three really good quarters last night, and really when they got on track, they looked they looked like a different team last night, and they can carry that momentum into Dallas and certainly give Dallas all they can handle fields, you know Dallas has a history of having. Challenges with mobile quarterbacks. Um, I expect Quinn to come up with a scheme to try to contain fields, but it's going to be a challenge. Um, They signed a guy named Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle from the Raiders, to try to fill the the run um, issue that Dallas has had, to try to have a nose tackle in there that can do something against the run. By all accounts, I watched some tape on the guy today. Seems like a good move. They did lose Jordan Lewis in the secondary. They did bring in another. They signed another cornerback to the practice squad. But I think the secondary will, will be just fine. Um, but you know, as much as everyone wants to talk about the defense and Mr. Parsons and you know the the the, the D line and training set the trenches, um, I do think to some degree this is about Dak Prescott. Dak did not play overly well against um, the Lions. There were a few passes that in some games would have been picked off. He, he threw in the triple coverage a couple of times. I'm like, what is he doing? And we're dismissing that to, to rust. You know, he broke his finger. He was out for six weeks. Um, he's just coming back. You know, this is really only his second game. He didn't play in a preseason. And I, and I buy that. So Dak needs to play well. Does he need to win the game? Not necessarily. Going to be a handful of plays where we need Dak Prescott to perform and show that he is a top-10 quarterback, that he is worth $40 million. And, you know, going into the bye week, this this game could really help his confidence or could send him the other direction, could have him questioning and doubting himself. So, really, if the Dallas Cowboys are going to be competitive in the second half of the season, we already know what the defense can do. But the object of the game is to score one more point than the offense. And we need Dak to play well. You look at all of the teams that are doing well, almost to a team there's a quarterback performing well. Maybe the Giants would be the exception. I don't know that, Matt, you know, Daniel Jones is that guy that I would say is playing overly well. But, you know, we look at Mahomes and we look at, you know, uh, uh, Hurts and we look at um, what's his name in Buffalo and, you know, we look at these teams, even Cincinnati, Burroughs is coming back strong now. These guys all have quarterbacks that are making a difference. We talked about the Bears from last night. Well, who's the guy that made a difference? It was Justin Fields. Dak has got to make a difference. He doesn't have to carry the team. He doesn't have to win the game, but he can't lose the game. He can't have a late turnover or a fumble or any of that craziness. He's got to play a solid game better than against Detroit and show that, yes, I am the $40 million starting quarterback. Bury the Cooper rush, rush hour and all that. Bury all that. That's, that's done. And show, yeah, I'm here. And if he does that and the defense does what the defense is capable of, it could be a long day for, for Chicago. I mean, I think Train will be the first one to agree that on paper, Dallas is the better team. But we've seen that the better team don't always win. <laughs> you know, and Dallas has, they're home, right? They're going to their bye week. They're home for the second week in a row. No traveling, right? You know, you got your starting quarterback back. Your team is relatively healthy. You got a few injuries, but you're relatively healthy. Zeke is playing good. You know, like, it, it, everything is going in your direction. And that's when you got to start to worry. <laughs> that's when you got to sit back and say, oh, shit, he set up <laughs> too good for the Cowboys. And as Bill Parcells used to do when he was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, he created the whole trap game. He would go into the locker room and have mousetraps hung throughout the locker room and say, and, and they're favored by nine and a half points. Don't read any of that stuff because you could lose this game. If the Bears come in playing like they – if they continue what they left in in New England last night and bring that to Dallas, it's going to be a better game than the odds makers are predicting. If Dallas does what they're capable of, yes, they should win by seven to ten points. But the Bears ain't going to lay around and say, here, the game's all yours. They're going to fight. They're going to compete. And Dallas needs to step up and show, yes, we are one of the best teams in the NFL, and we're going to win a game that we should win. Picking the Cowboys, but I do have a little bit of worry because the Bears showed me some shit last night that I haven't seen all, all, all year. So I am worried, but going with the Cowboys. Well,
5: folks, that concludes the pick six. Looking all forward right. to this
2: week. Um, Yeah. So, when are you heading to Dallas? Tell us, tell us your itinerary as best
5: as you know. All right. So, uh, fortunately, couldn't get, couldn't leave Friday like I wanted to uh, work stuff. Um, Apparently, I like throwing meetings on Fridays. Weird, weird thing. I don't like coming in on Fridays. So, me and the wife are leaving out Saturday morning, uh, flying into Dallas. We're staying at Lux. I forget the exact Lux. By Wyndham <clears throat> Hotel. It's a little, a little less than two miles from the stadium, so uh to walk to the stadium. Um, that's not far for us. Um, Wait a minute. Yeah, How trying far to get from the there Less than two
2: miles. Oh, two miles! I thought you said two hours, and then you're like, "I'm gonna walk to the." I'm like, "Wait a minute, okay, two miles. Okay, got it. Go ahead." <laughs> Man, I
5: definitely, I'm definitely not hiring Man, bro, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Less than right. two miles. Uh we go ahead and walk, we try to get there to get there early so I can uh so we can you know see the stadium for yourself and uh walk around a walk around a bit. It's a it's a noon game, so definitely gotta get up early on on Sunday to check it out. And uh we don't return until we fly back out Monday Monday morning, uh coming back. So we'll just enjoy the rest of Dallas for whatever it is. Uh but looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I, I I'm 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 as far as football I'm I'm excited because uh I heard a lot about Dollar Stadium. Uh so excited to see what that looks like. As a pure football fan, I mean I wanted Dak to be back for this game because I wanna be able to say I saw him play. Uh there's Michael Parsons, there's Diggs, there's Fields, there's you know, I'm a Bears fan, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna enjoy the Bears player, but you know, against who we're playing, I get to see a lot of these other uh, star player, so that's,
2: I always look forward to that, you know, so I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'll say that um, the the one tip I will give you is, obviously you're you know, you already planning on getting there early and um, the doors will open nice and early and letting people in and there's a lot of stuff going on, you'll have plenty of time to see the stadium and walk around and, you know, before you get settled into your seats, but the, you know, timeouts and that kind of stuff, they make a lot of announcements. You're not going to hear them all, but there's stuff in the area that goes on after the game, and you might hear, hey, there's going to be such-and-such such at such-and-such such bar or such-and-such. Such. I was not able to do that because I, it was a Sunday night game for me, and then I, had, I was at a conference, so I had to get up early the next morning. So, unfortunately, there was shit going on. They had shit going on right there, right, at the, the outdoor stadium. They had parties and shit going on after the we had the Giants. And I so wanted to go, but I had to prioritize because the reason that I was down there was for a conference. I'm like, I can't, you know, uh, and President Bush was actually at the conference. I didn't get to meet him, but I got to see him speak. So, I had obligations, unfortunately. So, I couldn't do any of the post-game stuff that they were talking about, but you guys are down there to be a part of get the experience. Um, I would just say, you know, listen up, because they're going to be announcing shit that's going on. You might hear something like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like something we can do. So, but, as you already know, great, great stadium, great experience. I think there are just stadiums in the NFL, no matter who your team is, everybody should go see, and this is one of those stadiums, man. It is just. I mean, it, I, it, the word, I have no words to describe it. It was five years ago that I went. And five oh, years wow. later, I still can't. Yeah, I still can't explain. It was that, you know, plus for me, it was obviously it was a Cowboys thing. So, I had, you know, they got the Tom Landry um, statue outside. So, even before you go inside, his statue was there. You can take a picture with his statue, which I did. and There's just all types of just stuff that um, – and you've probably been to more live football games than I have, but – it's just such – they've done such a great job of making it such a great experience for anyone who goes to the game. They, Jerry Jones and the family, they, they really outdid themselves. So I, I hope, regardless of the outcome of the game, I hope you and your wife have a fantastic time. I'm sorry we're not all going to be down there to meet, but, um, you know, we, we, still, we can still discuss that for a future date. It's okay. I forgive you guys. <laughs> Can you imagine me catching COVID the week before the damn game? Jeez, oh, that would have been ugly. God. Yeah, because I, I, I have a conference on Friday, um, actually a luncheon I'm supposed to go to, and I already sent my apologies. It's an hour and 20-minute drive one way to get there. And I'm like, ain't no way. I'm driving, <laughs> you know, almost a three-hour round trip. Uh, I, I don't have it in me to do that, so I'm not going. I can't even imagine getting on a plane right now and flying to Dallas and going through all that this weekend. Like, I, I it would be unlikely I would have had the energy to do that. So guess things happen oh. for a reason. But I'm happy for you and the missus. I will ask one re- thing, man. It, uh,
5: I don't know what's – I hope it was just Ticketmaster and not something funky going on with, 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 with Dallas, but I could not get my tickets through Ticketmaster. I
2: kept getting an error for three days straight. Trying yeah, to Dallas, you, I think it's SeatGeek um, is their primary. That's where Seat I went, Geek. and I think that okay. SeatGeek. Seat got it. Uh, what, where I
5: end up going through, I think it was, it was a StubHub or VVCU? It was one of those, but it eventually led me to SeatGeek, like the exchange from whoever I got yeah. the tickets from happened through Having yeah. through Seeky, even though I went through StubHub or Vis- yeah, Vis- I want to say it was StubHub maybe, but I managed to yeah. I sat on the visitors no founders area on the visitors side. It kind of it's still high up, but uh, more towards the middle, more towards uh, in line with like the forty forty yard line, roughly about. So,
2: I see. You. I had bought, I had bought tickets, and. I, had, I was ready to go. The morning of the game, someone from SeatGeek calls me, and they said, we made a mistake with your tickets, and the tickets you bought are not available. I said, oh, you do know it. the game? The game is tonight. They go, yeah. We, we want to work with you and, um, you know, fix this. I said, okay, well, fix it. I was on the phone with them for an hour while they were trying to find two seats comparable to the seats that I had purchased, they ended up finding me seats that were about five rows higher. Which in that stadium is oh shit, it's almost over. Um, <laughs> in that stadium, in that stadium is nothing. And then they gave me they gave me like a partial refund, so it all it worked out. But um, all right, I forgot I set the I set the thing for two hours because I I didn't want to go longer than that. I knew we would go long, so let, let's um Um, kill final words because we don't have enough time. Um, Good luck to the bears and expect to hear from you at some point over the weekend. Um, Should be a good game. So with that being said, thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, JB. Thank you. K star. Great time. Great show. And uh, we will be back next Tuesday night. Um, Let's see who wins. Right. Because as we say here all the time, what do we say? All feuds are settled on the field. All
1: right, good night everybody. <laughs>